0: welcome to the porsche club insider your one stop for all things porsche and pca here's your host vu guin and the insider crew
1: hello hello and welcome to episode 45 it's the third week in 2023 Whew, we have special guests here, along with a family crew here of Manny Albin, myself, and Damon. But we also brought up out of the, out of the great north, Mr. Rob Sass. How are you, Rob? I'm fine. Thanks, So Now I'm special guest. I was going
2: to say, I don't think I, he's I was not long ago guest. as a regular. I haven't seen you in forever. You're now special guest. <laughs> Emphasis at <us>. on
3: special. <laughs> special guest means we have to make coffee for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh man! So let me just before we jump into it, want to make sure everyone: if you enjoy the podcast, like, subscribe, and comment. And those of you that have been listening, we've noticed that you have been commenting when we drop a little subtle hints of, I think, what was the last? What was the last thing we asked them last last uh, episode?
3: Whether Manny should be um, censored or not.
1: <laughs> that that one too. <laughs> I think we asked them about their first car, right?
3: Yes. So you have? Do you have a couple of them you want to pull up? Uh, let's see. So, just going in order. Uh, people, that was the most commented, uh, comment of, uh, this past, uh, podcast. So we had, uh, these are the usernames, Pyro Gen USA. I would love to know the background of somebody's of name. Pyro Pyrogen. So <laughs> it says Pyrogen oh, USA. Wow. All one word, so uh first car was a fifty-nine coupe at sixteen. Ooh. Trading wow, for a sixty-two nice. Roadster at seventeen. So have it. I've owned several since. Also still have a sixty-six, nine, twelve and an 84 911 cab. That's a very nice collection, that sir. Is a, yeah, That's <laughs> a diet. I hard. hate people who keep cars. <laughs> because, Why? Because you don't? Just exactly. Just because <laughs> you can't, can't do it. I know. Uh, this is from uh, Roger Hatfield. He's uh, oh, Roger, he a car and coffee yep. uh, regular. Yeah. I was 23 years old when I got my first Porsche. of was a 71S from Bruno's. He Brumos. He's told me about this car Ooh. before. Every time he sees an early car at Cars and Coffee, he tells the people. Does I used he, to own. Does he tear up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> much like Rob says to us, yes. Uh, Steve Bliss, uh, thirty four ninety two. I was twenty nine when I bought my sixty six nine twelve with five speed and electric sunroof, which is uh, mm. that was a pretty cool thing to have back then. Electric sunroof. Um, I think that was it. Cool. Well, thank you very much for
1: commenting. We do enjoy reading these. Yeah.
0: So we don't know somebody's car here actually because Rob wasn't here at the last podcast. Rob, what was your first Porsche? 72
2: 911S, I paid $6,500 for. 65. And so that's why there are tears in your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Boulder, <laughs> Colorado, the late 1980s. I was a college student. Oh my god! So
1: when you were looking for that car as a college student, was it, was it, was it just not like a special car or? No. What?
2: No, everybody wanted a G-body car. People were, you know, instead of backdating cars, people yeah. were updating cars. They were buying bumpers rear reflectors and, and making them look like g-body yeah making them try to look like
3: g-body cars I Automotion agree. performance products all those catalogs the catalogs sold it yes really the transform some were uh better looking than others but yeah like rob said that uh they were all horrible you could always tell because the early long hoods they kept the uh, porsche script yeah. the lettering on the back deck lid and yeah. then they put also the porsche reflector that oh, was wow. so cool so yeah it
2: was a. Uh, I did not do that, but I did buy a ducktail and, and an RS front bumper. Did you put flag mirrors or you leave the original mirrors on? Yeah, I left the original mirrors.
1: And how long did you keep that car for? Uh,
2: I kept it for until uh, I moved back to the Midwest and needed AC and I sold it and bought a
1: 73.5T. So is that a year or is that no, two No, it was a couple of years. <laughs>
2: it was <laughs> it was a couple of years. A
1: couple of years. Couple oh, of the years. young Rob Sass kept cars. Yeah. yeah oh, we've no. I mean,
0: worked out. That's roughly the average, right? Yeah. Almost about two cars is, or, uh, or every two years you, you go uh, through a car? A year and a half or so two that's not, years. I mean, VU makes it right seem on. like
2: it's every six it's months. Not right on.
0: <laughs> but No, but
2: I mean, it, the car didn't have it. It was, it was, a, it, it was a no option S mm-hmm. that I wound up selling and buying a 73 FT that was just stupidly optioned that had an electric sunroof, an S front uh, spoiler, sports seats, leather, wow. AC. It was crazy. So imagine if
1: you had kept
3: it. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> imagine that uh, every, ends a little dig every freaking <laughs> day. I was say, that has I a whole list it. of cars we could but do I, it. We could do a show of, of Rob's regrets. Yeah, and in parentheses, Rob's just, regrets. just, there we just go. the cars, just the cars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a show, like eight, you know, Rob's regrets. Shows. But <laughs> no, I mean the thing is, My, nobody. No regrets. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, Skype. <laughs> but no, I, look. I mean, nobody wanted long hoods in those days. Everybody wanted G body cars, including me. When I sold that that awesome, beautifully optioned '73 T, I bought an '83 SC and felt like, oh now, this is a real car. You know. But, Very cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Last time I saw long hoods that were converted to short hoods was in the the aughts. What the aughts? We were talking about this earlier. It's an actual word. It's from 2000 to 2009. (laughs) Have you ever heard the early aughts? The aughts. The
3: aughts. I thought it was some 60s.
1: A u g h t s. uh. No. Okay. Are you are you learning us on something?
0: I am. It's on NPR. So if you only listen uh, to NPR earlier, really? And Rob
3: used it in the sentence. I think right. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm like, what (laughs) is aughts? And and (laughs) David's like, it says 2000s. And I'm like, I've never heard that. Uh, you you got me, man. <laughs> oh, I, honestly,
2: I haven't seen a, a an updated you yeah. know Longhood car in thirty years. I don't know. Yeah, Didn't... I saw
0: him sometimes in in San Diego region in the mid two thousands. Um, but then now we see him being. They're barn or back finds. Tooth long hood.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm course. sure. That, yeah, I'm sure that, they, about, you know, there's uh, still a barn find out there or something. Pete Tremper. Remember
3: I, remember? I was thinking Pete yeah, Tremper. Pete Trimper was given a car. Yep. The widow, uh, just uh, wanted to get rid of this, mm-hmm. um, 71, I think. Uh, was that, was that? 911T? Uh, T- it ended up being my uncle's car? No, no. Um, that was a different car. It looked, okay. It was a 71 911T that was updated to look like a 74. Uh, <laughs> and, um, it was updated so well. Just really correctly, they welded in all the plates, I mean, <laughs> yep. the, the back panels and whatnot. It wasn't worth it at the time to uh, retrofit it back to the original long hood. So, uh, yeah, he drove the 71 that looked like a 74 huh. around, which as wow. the long hood started becoming more popular and more valuable, it was just crushing when you'd have to explain to someone, well, it's actually a 71. <laughs> what? You changed it to a 74?
2: <laughs> Most of them were not that well, well, well done, well. especially in the front where they kept the, the long hood and – and put some kind of bumper on that made it look like well, that. Body. That reminds me
1: of you remember what was it Anziano boys out of like Orange Orange County where they would take eighties cars and like make them into like these slope nose slope nose front fender the tiny lights. with the tiny little yeah. lights. Yeah. Oh man, that's I like, know what you're
2: talking about. What, what oh happened? I thought those were Strosack. Yeah, well Strosec I think they were I, I think they were like a second Grade. Stroke six. Sort of, uh, yeah, I hate yeah. that, like the naked mole rat had. But
1: but if they if they did all that to this car, where are those cars now and did those cars you know get put back? Because there's a lot of, there of them. So true. You see it them
3: pop up and bring a trailer sometimes. Yeah. Uh and they, they have not aged well.
1: They haven't. They haven't. Just like
3: Callaway
2: Corvettes and Gimbalas stuff. Gimbalas. Gimbalas. Yeah. Alright, yeah. let's get to the five Porsches from Scottsdale before I have to clear out of here. All right. <laughs> so what what's your call on that? On, on Scottsdale, Scottsdale in general, yeah. or the five cars that we're looking at.
1: The five cars.
2: Uh, well, the first one is a seventy-eight nine twenty-eight that Manny and I were talking about just before we went live. Beautiful um, car. Yeah, it looks really nice. But the thing is, it's you know, it's not a freakishly low mileage car. It's not a fifteen. 000, it's a sixty-four
3: thousand mile, well kept. Give the listeners uh, who are not on YouTube a uh, a visual. Uh, it's a. Um, it's not a uh, number one car, like Rob said. It's not a museum car. No, it's probably like a three uh, plus. Yeah, what it <laughs> yes, says, like a three. It's a, yeah, it, it's a good looker, at least from uh, the pictures. It's what we call silver with uh, matching wheels, I guess. Yeah, um, phone dial wheels. doesn't
2: yeah. have pascha seats, which would have been a big plus, but it is a five-speed. It's not which clean. Is, which is not that terribly it's clean enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, it, well, it does not look clean. Is it missing a hood pad, or is that Cosmoline? No, it's missing a hood pad. Okay. Yeah. The front little hood pad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not a perfect car. It's probably a three. It's a driver quality uh, early nine twenty eight five speed. I that, realize that's the perfect speeds, car for me. Right? It is for me too. Yeah. It's not too precious, but the thing is, it's got a fifty to seventy five thousand dollar presale estimate. So, yeah. if this car makes that presale estimate, whether it's fifty, sixty, or seventy thousand dollars, I think it tells us something about the strength of the nine twenty eight market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that a, a driver quality.
1: Early but you, 920 is do doing that well. So Yeah, so, oh, uh, cool, look at that. I see a little PCA decal in the rear window. But a car, a car like that that ends up at Bonhams, like I think Bonhams, to me, is once you get there, that's like, that car should be pristine, no?
2: Yeah, Bonhams is a catalog sale, and, and you would think that, uh, you know, the car would be, you know, a two or even a yeah, one exactly. car. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, I mean, you look, you look at those pictures. Oh, it is a it Pasha looks, car. That car, it's, it's got blue Pasha. I that, didn't that realize that. That
1: car looks like it hasn't even been detailed yet. So how does it, how does it make it into the catalog looking like that?
2: You know, you never know. I mean, maybe it was photographed at the, at the last minute. Who knows? It will probably show up at the actual auction. I'm guessing. With a new hood pad and detailed, oh, that is that is my okay. guess. That it'll show up at the sale.
3: That's patina now. That's you not, know in not a better state. But, oh, you man, know, green. I must not
2: have looked at it carefully because I forgot this car had. It's got it's silver. With now, blue now he's going to go
1: goo goo gaga just because of the interior. Uh,
0: yeah, to so him that's like ten grand more. So, uh, so, so as it, a buyer, t- not just to me. So as a buyer, yeah. would you want that to be really clean or just Absolutely. present it as well, it depends is? depends how
3: much it's going to. Yeah, that's what I mean, for well, exactly. I mean, the, the thing might is though, a little
0: less money
2: look, as a buyer. A few years ago, you know? this was a $25,000 car. Yeah. So that's really, you know, the point here is that 928s, the early cars and the last cars, the GTSs have moved a lot recently. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's strong money. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next car. Oh, what do we on the,
0: is
3: this the Carrera no, GT? GT? Yep. It would be the Carrera GT, yeah. Robert. It the, uh, so it's an interesting one. It's uh, primarily because it's not the original color.
1: Oh, it's a, it's here, a here, color here, change. Here's the, uh, here's it's the, the, uh, yeah.
3: Here's what makes it interesting. The shop that did it, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce it. Carrosserie. Carrosserie, yeah, at Yeah. Out of Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh, I can say nothing but the best about this shop. Uh, I got a tour of it. We had a, I think Reason to the Region had a meeting up there, and I was – early impressed with they uh, do phenomenal the work. work that they do. This is and I st- know people that have had work done to it and it's left better than the factory. I know that's something people always say, but this is from people in the know who uh who measure gaps, who measure everything and um they they, they do phenomenal work. So the like Rob said, the paint job you know is top notch. But then the issue comes in it's not the original. It doesn't and, matter and unlike it's- Porsche, which they gives it a new birth certificates and rejuvenate and all that when it's uh, changed color. This is not... This will still show a silver as the original color. Yeah.
1: yeah. But the color change, it's a color that would have been available. It is no, not. It's not. Oh, it's it not. It is
0: not. Oh. Yeah, it is. uh Take, It's not. It says here a... Uh, as Rob wrote, I believe here, bespoke PPG shade of red. And PPG, is that a company? That, yeah. Yeah, it's a brand yeah, okay, of brand. red. Yeah. Wow. I don't yeah. know, man. I'm like... And it was GT Silver, so, I mean, if you're... If it were me buying that, I would take it in red. I'd rather have that. I I think it it looks good. It looks really
1: good. But that kind of money to have a car that has had a color change, I don't know. That's... Yeah, I, I don't think I there's think a damaged history.
2: Think. I think the person just wanted to personalize the car. Yeah, it's at the right auction for that, though. It's at Barrett Jackson, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, it's the place that invented the resto mod. Essentially, <laughs> I, see, I so, see a lot of alcohol at Barrett Jackson yeah. <laughs> when I <I'm> watching TV. <laughs> yeah, also legendary Bitters Bar, but <laughs> and you they know,
3: always it,
1: they always say that's resale red, right? Like that yeah. that car will pop over right a silver car. Right, right. So I mean, 99. I think you know you're gonna have a
2: crowd that's not filled with purists. You know that may be filled with alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, here's a car, a V10 supercar in a really, really arresting shade of red. 4, it might do very miles. well. I mean, it, it one of the other one of the catalog sales. The purists
1: would pick this car apart, but I think at Barrett Jackson, it's got a chance to do pretty well. So, yeah. do we want to make bets on how much? Because um, there's I'm no pre i one point one. I say one point two.
0: What have they been going for recently? Above a million, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the low
1: mileage cars, you know, get
2: close to two million. Rob, what's your call? Uh, you know, I'm gonna. I think somebody in the crowd at Bear Jackson is gonna love this car and pay 1.5 for it. 1, wow. That was gonna be my uh, guess. Oh, but oh, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. say
1: 1.4
3: just to be different. Yeah. yeah. See
1: what, that. uh, wow, that's strong money, Mister Sass. Strong liquor there.
2: Strong <laughs> liquor. I, I
3: will take this opportunity. I know we're gonna talk about it again later on. But uh, the next Tech Tactics live is February 1st. And we'll have Nathan Merz, who's going to Scottsdale, Mm -hmm. and he'll report on, uh, hopefully he'll uh, be able to attend the auction of these cars as well about other Porsches and give us a state of the market. But yeah, that'll be interesting if it hits 1.5, because that means somebody fell in love with Red and didn't care about provenance or uh, filling a collection with the uh, proper car. Right.
1: All right, so I've written down our calls. We'll be able to check back. We'll know the numbers, and we'll see who got it right. All right.
0: The next car. Probably, aside from the Query GT. If the Query GT weren't there, this would be my favorite by a long shot. Uh,
2: Yeah, this car is a hypersonic missile to
0: the heart of any Porsche person. Uh, 93 964 Turbo S lightweight. So like I told
3: Rob, I said, this is a, uh, it it looks cool. It's got the turbo body. Speed yellow. speed line wheels. Speed Uh, yellow. yellow." Uh, But you still have to explain to people what it is. Uh, to appreciate because it's going to look like a uh, just a very nice uh, 911 turbo of the 964 era but it's actually uh, has a lot more significance being the lightweight uh, these were essentially and, handmade I mean they uh, well yeah.
1: not only like when people s-
2: explain to people lightweight well, lightweight in this car means something. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten used to lightweight meaning, you know, hey, they shaved 75 kilograms, you know, 150 pounds. Which out of is something. a lot. Don't, yeah. don't
3: slam Porsche for that. Oh, dead.
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, they shaved 400
1: pounds.
3: Out of this car? Out of
1: yeah. this car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And it's a factory-done project, right? Like, this is not some... Yeah, so right. So,
3: got to remember when this car was built, like, I was saying, Rob, I said, Porsche was on the verge of bankruptcy. They were selling... The, the sales were at their all-time low. Uh, short of having a a garage sale outside of Y-Sock to get rid of parts to raise money, Uh, this is stuff they were trying to do. They were trying to make uh, exciting cars, something that would uh, get people to buy cars while using up some bin parts to uh, get sales up.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting car. It was built for the Japanese market originally, but it's left-hand drive. Mm -hmm. It's got a factory roll cage, and somebody
1: added AC back into the car,
2: which I think is interesting.
1: Well, I think that's that's pretty common in... The Japanese cars. I think Nathan mentioned that. Yeah. The Japanese never pass up AC. Yeah. And it could be a race car if it's, it's available. They're going to get. They're going to get AC. Yeah.
2: Just eighty-six
1: built, and and this thing is just. Stunning. And it's also got a horsepower bump in addition to the correct decreased weight. Right? Yep. So yep. this thing literally is a, is a missile.
3: Yeah, I didn't have a chance to look up, but I thought the um, the Turbo GT Lama, uh, card at uh, Brumos ran at Daytona. Um LM was called, I think it was based on this car. I think this was the uh basis for uh when they built the actual race car. Maybe that's why it has that IMSA sticker on the there it is right there. Yeah at the bottom of the uh yeah, that would make rocker sense. panel. So all
1: the, the decals on the rocker panel, those would be how it came from the factory? I would think so.
3: Uh, the ones I've seen, yeah, they've all had that. Really?
2: Yeah. Uh, what
3: does that say? Supercar Champion? Yeah. Wow. They were they were, it was a, it was called a supercar uh um i don't think that it was sounds very car. german when they do yes. stuff like that <laughs> but so. i remember i think it was uh the year i bought my my 911 uh, c2 used i got pit passes from champion and because i wanted to see the brumos car because hans Stuck was co-driving with Charlie haywood
1: and what would have that car retailed for back it wasn't available in the u.s but what would it have retailed roughly back in the day new i'm sure it's over well over a hundred thousand dollars right manny yeah. 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 I mean, uh, 115. You know, even back in
3: the day, even more than that, I would yeah.
1: say. And now they're estimating a million to a million three. Yeah.
2: Which
3: I, I, think, I think is will kind of
1: conservative. Think, I was about to say, that I think that's kind of conservative. I for do too. How rare it is. I do and do What it is, and everybody loves that body style, right? Yeah.
2: So, Which so. gets us to the next car that maybe everybody
0: doesn't love, but the we'll, we'll polarizing,
1: talk Flaubach.
0: Black bow. Black wow. Flat nose, yeah. <laughs> There's just no contest in the looks department, right? For me at least uh, it's either you love it or you don't. I think uh, uh, you know, as far as flat uh,
2: I mean, nose, some people. Uh... I, I just think of my 968 when I look at that. You know, it just doesn't. I don't know. I, I don't mind like a like a you know, you like a G body like a 930s. Uh, I've, I've sat in one and it's weird. So you don't have the, the high-driven one.
3: Exactly. It's very strange. Yeah. Have you, if you're to used tell you to you driving the of the a car in older 911, it's very strange. Yeah. Not having that. Uh, not knowing
2: where the corners of the yeah. car are in front. It's weird. It feels
3: like a 944. 944 feels like that because a 944 has huh. a sloping hood. Looks better um, from
1: that angle, from the rear. So I know that car is probably quite stock. It looks weird
0: now with the,
1: the stock ride height on and it, and the, the ride height yeah. is like a four x four. I was
0: wondering, height. is that other lightweight? Is that at the factory stock ride height, or did somebody go in and lower it? Well, that's a Euro car, so yeah. it, uh, yeah. right, I mean that's right, super right off the, low. Yeah,
3: right off the bat, yeah. it's already yeah. lower. But yeah. Yeah. it was terrible because they had to raise the ride height for U.S. Uh, DOT mm-hmm. the headlights and. Uh, it just gave it a terrible look. look at the this. story
2: with this car is funny, though. I mean, they took essentially the last 76 964 turbos, which were probably approaching sale-proof status, mm-hmm. sent them to Porsche Exclusive, and they did this, and uh, now all of a sudden you've got a really rare car. Unlike the previous car, there were some of these cars sold in the U.S. 39 of these cars came to North America.
3: Yeah, for listeners who are not on YouTube, uh, the headlights we're talking about are just like 968. Or, or, they 928, use it, or 928 or nine twenty eight uh, You know, they're not hidden; they're just laying down, and uh, it's, slant, it's, it's slanting. Those it's a sharp looking car with the yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks it's like a, one of
2: those cicada bugs with the headlights up.
3: <laughs> it looks more traditional nine eleven when you glance at it uh, with the headlights up. Uh, yeah, it looks better with the headlights up. Actually, yeah, I think it would it would it would help it to have it lowered uh, an inch and a half. Give it a better stance. The interior is immaculate. That car's Damn. been detailed. Yeah, it's very low miles. It's uh, twenty eight thousand yeah. miles. But
1: it's an interesting
2: car. The it's F-85. a collection car. I yeah. Think, uh, Does the buyer of the uh, the nine six four Turbo S Lightweight also pick up this car? You think the same person's going to be bidding on it? Both almost of
3: them? like uh, it's like buying two puppies that are brothers. You got to take one with the other, right? I mean, you can't leave one hanging. I, it wouldn't
2: surprise me. It's Which gotta, is why it's I think it be
3: a pair, and when you would display them, it would look even more awesome having the uh, mm-hmm. the you know, the, the um, flat nose and the uh, turbo s lightweight.
2: Plus, there's got to be somebody out there putting together an all speed yellow collection.
3: If you are, let, so. let us know. We'd like yeah. know. <laughs> we like, to yeah, we
2: want a video of it. Yeah, and this
1: one's estimated for 800,000 to a million.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Who's like, hmm, I'm in. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I'm a huge slant nose fan just because I'm from the 80s and I had one on my bedroom wall, but it was not the one with the pop up headlights like that. It yeah, was the G body It was the G body like an style. Yeah. And I think between the two, I like the older slant nose style.
3: Yeah. My favorite was the uh, DP ones. The DPs, They yes. look really like oh, the a nine thirty five. That looked, uh, to me, that was a pretty nasty-looking yeah. car. One of those popped up at Barrett-Jackson, again, of all places. They uh, made pretty well. Here. I mean, they haven't, like, uh, it's not like some of these other body kits. Uh, DP stood for, I think, Design Plastic. Mm-hmm. DP Motorsports, one? yep. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, German, and uh, they had the extended whale tail on it. It was... Uh, yeah, and the, and the, the adjust, headlights course, fared in the plexi The the boost uh knob where the clock is. Yeah, and yeah, that was uh, pretty pretty awesome. Those were cool. So what do we? What do we? Card number five. Can Last we make car. A, can we put our predictions for the flat nose.
1: Oh, well, we didn't do predictions for the first uh, ones. Yeah, was I just,
2: always said we thought the pre-sales was was pretty conservative, and I, I think they are for both the cars. And I think if you've got two people in the room who want to acquire both of these cars both of them could could
1: go well over the, the pre-sale estimates i think this one's a polarizing car i think this one i'm going to call 800 on this one fair enough oops oh, sorry i think it'll hit a million okay hold on let me write these down where's
3: this that is this Barry jackson show
1: no this uh, is it uh i think this is it's RMS. RMS. manny what'd you say one million yeah rob
0: oh 1.1 man uh damon I'm going to say one for the slant nose, one million. And I'm going to say 1.4 for the lightweight.
1: All right. So, for those of you listening along, and you want to play this game, put your predictions down, you know, uh, in the next couple of days or so. And uh, we'll see if uh, yeah. who's closest. I and just to.
3: was a, going to do a dollar, like the price is right. Yeah. $1 <laughs> oh, yeah one. A dollar at one. Yeah. So,
0: and j- just for continuity's sake here, 928, I'm going to say that that's going to go for 60. All right, let me go back here because I gotta record all this. Yeah.
1: So, nine twenty-eight. You said what?
0: I'm gonna say sixty for that. So 60. right in the middle of the uh, estimate. Manny. Uh, fifty.
2: Fifty. Rob. It all depends on how this car actually shows up at the auction. If it shows up, you know, with a new hood pad, and nicely detailed, it, you know, I'll say fifty-five.
3: <laughs> so much wearing <laughs> makeup is gonna go for. a yeah. lot more. I, say,
2: I say fifty. Yeah. I wonder what day it is that because you know the Thursday cars. Uh, I, I want to say Bottoms is a Thursday
3: yeah. option. Yeah. Because like Thursday Mecham, fun. the Mecham, the Thursday cars the Mecham are awesome. Mm. Uh, if, uh, when they're televised. because that day I'm like, I can afford these cars. <laughs> <laughs> these are all ones that are pretty good deals.
1: All right, Damon, on the uh, 964 Turbo S lightweight, mm-hmm. you said a million you'd go for?
0: Uh, for the lightweight, I think that's going to beat the pre-sale estimate high end at 1.4. So I'm going to say 1.4 million.
1: 1.4. Manny?
3: Uh, the lightweight uh, one point. Uh, I thought I said one point one.
1: No, yeah, that was the correct. That was correct. G T.
3: Correct. One point. Uh, oh, boy, this is a tough one. This Pre-sale is, is one to one point three. Yeah. Um, uh, let's do one point one. One point
0: one. Rob. million uh, 350. Okay, so both of us are going over the resale. Yeah, I think if if there's one I'm car gonna, here, go, this I'm is before the, uh, the buyer's premium. this I is before buyers be. premium, yeah. so let's not uh, say yeah, I yeah, got yeah. it right with the yeah, buyer's yeah, premium. This is hammer.
2: This is all
1: not, right, yeah, so yeah. On onto the car number five, Card number five, which is not a super fast car. Right.
3: <laughs> the three fifty six. But I guarantee it's one that would get more attention than maybe all these other cars. Oh yeah, for sure. Probably would. The cars
1: and coffee factor would be very high.
2: Yeah. Bonham's yeah.
0: has a bunch of Pre A. Yeah,
2: so it's a 52 Pre A yeah.
0: 356, and it's a 1500S. The company is Kaepernick. only uh,
3: 48 months old when this car is built. Yeah. That's how young this car is. Yeah. Right? so
0: what does it have here? The split window or the bent window? It's a bent, it's window. bent window. It's a
2: 1500S with 70 horsepower, which was crazy. That was a power lot. That was a for, lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a Pre A car.
3: Especially when you figure Be- a uh, Volkswagen Beetle was uh, at 36, I think, back then. Something like that, yeah. 36. So, yeah. That is a gorgeous car. It really is. Really. You know, and I'd forgotten
2: how pretty pre-A cabs were. I, I'd forgotten they what don't have that. What color
3: is that interior? Brown. Really? hmm What's, it look, uh, like what's like it look like to oh, you? What's it look like Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I thought it was like, uh, you're going to tell me like pinkish or something. No, no it's, it's like like brown. brown. Hmm. And I'm
1: assuming that's the original color combination? Uh, I mean, uh, cars uh, are... It's red. Is that a guard red? Uh,
2: it's not we'll guard's red. red. Yeah, it's a not. brighter red.
1: Yeah. It's not even, it's like not even
3: polar red. I don't, so, the great thing about pre A's for people that are wondering what the, the pre A is, that's the, if you will, if you will the first generation 356. that There's essentially four generations uh, pre A, A, B, and C. Uh, the C's are so refined, it, it feels like you're driving a, a somewhat modern Toyota. You can mm-hmm. do easy 90 miles an hour on the interstate and not even think twice. The Pre-A's are a little bit more um, archaic. Yep. They are, uh, yeah. I mean, they've got really skinny 16-inch
2: wheels and tires, which is kind of strange. They actually went from 16 to 15, right? As Damon learned, mm-hmm. they have
3: long shifts on them. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> at least this one, it's a 52, so it should, I think, have an all-synchro gearbox, which was a big deal.
3: But the coldness factor is high. This is the first year that the crest appears mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. hood. And this is an all-drum brake car, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't get the disc brake until the C in 64. Wow. So, uh, 55 in the U.S. is the first year of the A. And look at that. Telefunken. Just like our microphones. I mean, the whole thing screams uh, the coldest factor, like all the charts for this car. That radio is is like the coolest radio
0: I've ever seen. That is... um, With, like, ivory knobs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, That's a two-gauge... Setup is uh, indicative of the, uh, the pre-A's. It's yeah. an easy spotter guide.
0: Zoom in on that um, radio again. L- look at all the um, – are those cities? Shirtwave. That's Shirtwave. Yeah. Yeah. The cities. All the different So, so yeah. you just like tune it to the city that you're – Oh, my God. I think I it's shirt wave. Yeah.
1: yeah, Have you never had like a two-knob two, like two knob radio?
0: Yeah, I have. But that's, those are not numbers. Those are yeah, cities. The, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. That is yeah. definitely cool. Leipzig, yeah,
1: Paris—you
3: tune into whatever city. you That's crazy.
0: To. I've never seen them just name out the city instead of the uh, frequency.
3: That is cool. Wait till we find a car of eight track, then we can explain what that is. Look at that. Yeah.
2: Very cool. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, though. Yeah. I mean, and Manny, you probably know this better than all of us, but you know, 25 years ago or so, you couldn't give away a pre a car, oh, right? I, mm-hmm. It was like,
3: well, you know, I I joked that all the buyers' guides told you to stay away from early nine eleven turbos that were not intercooled. <laughs> You yeah. know, the ones that are most valuable today. Right. And same thing. If you're looking for 356, stay away from pre-A's because you and couldn't now, find parts for them. They were terrible to drive compared to the C's and all this. Every, they, all the buyer guys told you buy a, a C and you'll be happy. And, of course, now it's the opposite. Everyone wants an early turbo. And uh, the ultimate status is to show up in a pre-A. Yeah. And well, these cars
0: are very rare, obviously. Well, what I do have to say, having driven, um, and I've only driven one car, and it was a uh, an A, correct? I think the 56 Speedster I drove. Yeah. And then I drove a C. The C was so <clears> throat> much throat> mm-hmm. easier so much refined, yeah. and yeah. less stressful to drive. I I will say that Um, I would have to go for a later car if I ever bought a. But this, this,
1: the coolness factor of this car is off the charts. Like, yeah, it is. The other cars that we were just talking about, you know, all kind of teeter around the million dollar mark. This Mm -hmm. car is like
0: (laughs) for only two hundred bargain, right?
1: (laughs) Uh, Around two twenty to two (laughs) fifty. But as Manny said, if you brought all five of these cars, this car would probably get the most attention. I would. would,
3: It'd be worth it to fly John Patrick out. To this uh, and, and inspect the car and yeah. tell me everything <laughs> that's incorrect on the car and whether or not I can get the correct parts for it. What yeah. I love about yeah.
1: PAs is the the the, the bumper, front bumper, the yeah. front bumper. How it's so like up up against mm-hmm. the bodywork and it's just it's just. I like, like about this yeah, car the, uh,
3: the trim rings was I think it's the same that they used in the America Roadster. Yeah, yeah, and the steel wheels are body. It's a bit. very simple uh, lines on it. Right. It's uh, you know it's a it's. I look at it so it's a fifty-two. Think about what America was making in fifty-two. Mm-hmm. The size long, of our cars. Long
1: tails takes yeah. up what twelve feet? Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, nineteen
3: a,
2: foot cars. But look how nicely the bent windshield kind of mimics the the you know the nose of the
3: car. Mm-hmm. It's it's very pretty. I, I like the fact that it doesn't have vent windows. It's
2: and a that good can looking card
3: for the low price of uh estimate two twenty to two fifty. Okay, I, Manny, mm, what's your call on the, no the number for this car? Uh, well uh it's in nice. resale red. And say, I guess I'm assuming that's the original color. And I'm I'm assuming that uh, everything matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I would say, uh, I don't know if it'll hit 250 or not. Um, well, I'm going to put my mark down,
1: since you're
0: thinking. I'm going to say 220.
3: But yeah, mm, that's a tough I'm going to put
0: 225. Damon, I mean, uh, the three fifty six is probably the the model I'm least familiar with, value wise, and
3: I'll say two ten.
0: Yeah, so below the estimate. huh? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think I think the market for these are soft. Yeah, softer. Yeah, Rob? I mean,
2: I was going to say two ten also because I'm I'm certainly no expert with three fifty sixes or pre A cars, but my guess is that there are things about this car that aren't, you know, a hundred percent original correct or whatever and i think that uh when you're dealing with a historic thing like a pre-a card that stuff really really, really matters. matters yeah, yeah so, so i'm a like 210 all
1: right and on that note all right you head to the airport
0: Sass. Yes. <laughs>
1: our special guest is departing the building ladies and gentlemen <laughs> any <the> flight <laughs> thanks have a good flight
2: thanks That's it'll be interesting
1: <laughs> all right so my uh, let's talk about uh, last weekend i spent Three days, uh Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with <laughs> our newly uh newly assembled uh executive council with Aaron Ambrosino at the helm. You you met him in our last podcast and man, twenty twenty three, and I've said this before, twenty twenty three is gonna be an exciting and incredibly busy year, and after this meeting I can tell you that's a hundred and ten percent true.
0: How about you guys this weekend? I didn't do almost anything yet again. <laughs> Man. So, so when I get into my mode of just chilling and watching TV, like I just I get home, YouTube, all my favorite car channels, go to the home screen, browse a bit and then yeah, the weekend's it's over. stuff
1: because it was cold, right? It was like there was nothing yeah. really to even tempt you to go outside.
0: I felt like I should have done a bit more, yeah. but uh but I ended up So where we left off last time was um I was trying to pull out the front main seal of my car. And uh, I was doing it with a tool that wasn't meant for the job. So I bought a tool that's meant for that job. But, um, um, and when I bought it, I knew that it wasn't, it might not work. But basically, there are two metal tabs. And I'll try and describe this for those not watching on YouTube, but two metal tabs that insert into the seal right mm-hmm. between the inside of the seal and the crankshaft. And they're hooked, so you put them in there and you hook them out, and then you twist a uh, a thread that'll push on the crank and pull the seal out. But the seal is in there so so hard right now that it actually yeah. bent the two little tabs that are supposed to pull the. Oh no! So so still sitting there, and I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm gonna have to really think about how I get this seal out. Oh, but um, um. So, yeah, that's what I did other than watching TV and yeah.
3: absolutely nothing. <laughs> How about you, Manny? I went uh, our region has a monthly breakfast, so I drove the Boxer down because I had to put some miles on that uh, down to Annapolis. About a 45-minute drive for me. And we had about uh, 20-some people. Mm. It was a nice breakfast. Uh, that was pretty much the only uh, hard this, thing.
1: Oh, uh, and I'm kind of sad because I believe this upcoming weekend is
3: a Chesapeake region's after-holiday party, right? Yes, yes. Oh, man, it's, uh, I'm bummed. We do a – it's not your – what I like to think is not your typical after-holiday party in the sense that there's speeches and awards and whatnot. Uh, we uh, do a gift exchange, Yankee Swap. It's uh, – <laughs> if, you if you're ever if you a fan of The Office, they did it in one of the episodes because uh, Michael didn't get something he wanted, so he changed the uh, from a um, Secret Santa to a uh, Yankee Swap. And so and we've been doing it uh, – wow, I'm going to say uh, – Close to 30 years, maybe. Wow. Um, and uh, uh, I, I have somehow managed to be the one who's co-hosted every one of them. Uh, Bob Gugliar, oh, wow. I think, is behind me by five or I so. I got to do it one year when yeah, Bob got yeah, sick. That's right. Last year, in fact. Was it Bob, last year? Bob was sick. Oh, yeah. Um, and you basically, uh, if you haven't played the game, everyone brings a Porsche-themed uh, gift that's, I think, $40, $35, and we... Um, it's it's a, it's wrapped but you don't put your name on it and you get a, uh, a card with your name on with your name on it piece of paper we put the, all the piece of paper in a bowl and we pull the names out and essentially the last person is the one who gets his choice of whatever gift that's already been opened but as the game goes around you can either steal someone's gift that's already been opened or you can pick a new gift and open it up and take your chances you know what's behind door number 1 and um yeah over the years we've had some interesting uh gifts, but uh, as of the past, I'm going to say 15 years, it became a uh, contest who could bring the most stolen gifts. Mm-hmm. So like it's far an honor in a way to... exceeded the, uh, the minimum amount to bring in, uh, you know, dollar wise, because people would go to Daytona and get their, uh, posters autographed by all the drivers yep. or go to Ren sport. And they would always have two posters, one for themselves and one for the holiday party or after holiday party. And, uh, yeah, so now there's a several gifts that everyone oh yeah, it's wants pretty cool. Steal.
1: So yeah, you, you mentioned the forty dollar minimum, but there's probably eighty percent of the gifts are going to be, be you know well that that value because they want to see their prize get you know chosen over and over and over. And it's funny because the the folks that are kind of new to the after holiday party, they stick to the rules and they buy like a one eighteen die diecast car for like. You know, forty bucks, which is nice, but they soon realized, man, I didn't bring like the gift, right? So
3: And we tell people your name is not on the gift, so uh, we're gonna make fun of the gifts. If you yes. brought something lame, yeah, uh we won't make fun of the gifts and uh but we don't make fun of the person because we don't know who brought the gift unless you want to fess up yeah that you uh you brought the gift. But yeah. and again, if they're new, sometimes they don't realize that. And uh we used to have this come along, uh this manually operated come along that weighed about I don't know, 30 pounds maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so everyone who had been to the party uh, event before knew they picked up the box. That's probably to come along because it was so heavy. and But the new people didn't know, so they thought, oh, this is a pretty good gift. They opened <laughs> it up and they're like, what in the world is this thing? Yes, and they go home with it and then they go. And we I... would tell them afterwards, you got to bring it back next year if you don't want it because <laughs> it's been re-gifted. Re- but one time somebody wanted it and they actually wanted it and they never bought it I back. haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> All
1: right, so let's get into some Porsche news. Uh, some viral video from Brazil. I didn't even click on it. So what was up with that? <laughs>
3: um, this is the... Uh, oh, I, the I Panamera get... headlights. No, stealing the Panamera headlights. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would like this. Yeah, showing how quickly you can steal headlights. This is nothing new, by the way. Uh, when Porsche started switching to these... Uh, more modern headlights, and the headlights started becoming super expensive. Yeah. Rather than like a eighty dollar glass replacement, um, they were. Uh, Nathan has showed this on. Uh, I just was reminded of this when he uh, when I previewed his nine eleven turbo video he was working on, and how easy it is to remove the headlights on a nine nine six turbo in a Boxster. Um, it's easily just as easy to steal them.
1: Whoa! So usually these headlights, you need to go. You have to like un unclip them. So how did this guy just? Did he just yank on them? Yeah, he's just
0: yanking on them. It's uh, he he just walks up, and if you're watching on L- YouTube, lifts it
3: from the front. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, thieves are very. Uh, oh yeah, he's just he's just yanking. Them you know up. what? There
0: must be some a bit of give where yeah. they figured out that you can kind of pry it up without breaking so something thing. too much.
3: Uh, they're, you're thinking, well, you know, if it's broken, uh, how's he going to sell it? Um, they're not selling them uh, to the um, people who have another Panamera. They need headlights. Uh, they're using it because LED lights inside of them uh-huh. are desirable for marijuana girls who are growing it indoors. No what? way. Yes, a, in, in the article that I read, they said that's really – What? what the- oh my gosh, that's so crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I thought
1: you were going to say they sell them to people that modify – I think, they, I think modify- this is Colombia or uh, modify some, some their country
0: cars. South America that uh, – That's so crazy. Oh man, one, so, more, one more thing to worry And there's, about. And there's <laughs> nothing Jeez. really you
3: can do to prevent that other than the most basic form of, uh, you know, park, park in a well lit place. Make sure, and this is key, uh, don't go for the cheapest insurance you can find. Uh, make sure your insurance will cover the headlights and more importantly, that it will cover new headlights. Because uh, a lot of insurance uh, people are, uh, are like, oh, they told me I have to use used parts. Yeah. Well, yes, that's one of the reasons why you got the cheaper insurance. If mm-hmm. you read the fine print, they're able to do that. Um, if you get the better quality insurance, you know, if you if you use your insurance agent to help guide you, then you can specify new OEM parts. Um, that's crazy. So, yeah, it's uh, wow. it was a pretty pretty interesting interesting thing. I thought I'd share. All right, next piece of news, Kelly Moss. So we're seeing more and more of Daytona 24 hours coming up in a few weeks. Uh, more and more teams coming out with their uh cars and their livery. Uh, Kelly Moss a longtime uh uh supporter of PCA, especially of Cold Racing. Um they're running their G D T the G T three R car so it'll be fun to uh That's a good looking livery. Yeah, it's uh it's it's gonna be a great um uh, twenty four hours to watch. Uh, and it's only gonna get better by next year when you have even more of the uh, prototypes in place from the different manufacturers, it's going to be like the Haiti of the 962s. So, when when these
1: cars or when the street going cars integrate hybrid technology, do you see the racing cars being more along those lines to match what's on the
3: street? I, I don't. I, I haven't heard any talk yet of when the 911 or the street cars in this class will be running hybrid. Mm. Uh, I think the prototypes are still working that out. That's mm-hmm. their biggest challenge with the prototypes is the software of the, uh, of the hybrid system, whether or not it'll work. And that'll be, to me, the, the big story of the 24 hours is. Uh, is Who finished it, the race? Well, will it finish? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, uh, you know, like we were going to call it, uh, Ryan Kerrigan who's mm-hmm. covering the race. Um, you know, will, will an lmp LMP two car win this race, Mm. which I'm sure IMSA does not want. They want the new class to win. But, uh, you know, I'm very, very much reminded of uh, when the uh, Daytona Prototypes first showed up, the same concern. They were breaking down and they were like, oh, my God, this brand new class that they came out with uh, may not win because the cars were breaking down. This is a 24-hour race and it's run like a sprint race, even though it's 24 hours. So as far as the streetcars, I'm sure eventually you're going to have a hybrid system because it's. Having driven the hybrid, as we we um, described, uh, aftermarket hybrid, it's a lot of power. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Next up, we have
3: a uh, Panamera again, and this time in. So we saw this uh, a while ago. We we saw the spy photos because it had the center locking uh, wheels wheels, which yeah. we thought was kind of uh, unusual for a Panamera. Uh, but they're um, it looks like they're going to be coming out with some kind of. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a GT car in the sense of a GT three. But certainly a higher-end, sportier car. So I'm thinking it's along the lines of how
1: they treated the Cayenne GT, right? Turbo GT. Turbo yeah. GT, yeah.
0: That's yeah. what my guess would be. I mean, w- w- why do something too radically different? Yeah. You know, it's the Panamera. I mean, the Panamera in some ways, I believe it's longer and might be wider than the
3: Cayenne. But I think
0: you're right. I I'm pretty so. sure yeah. that it'll still sure be a quicker car. Yeah,
3: Tur- the Turbo S yeah. Hybrid, E-Hybrid, uh, we know from being in Germany, that thing is just a... Mm-hmm
1: beast oh yeah, yeah. so th- i mean this thing will be ridiculously quick you know was sub three seconds zero to 60 i mean that's that's 911 turbo
3: s territory well they oh, said a yeah. the turbo s that we had here was sub three seconds yeah 2.9 yeah so which was quicker of... than the gt3 i remember th- thinking wow you know, oh yeah and it's acceleration way, quicker than wise. A G- way
1: quicker than gt no. but <clears throat> as i look at that picture let me ask this question again why center locks for the street why
0: a performance Turbo GT Panamera?
1: No, but I'm just thinking from the practicality yeah. side, like, you get a flat, but I guess people that yeah. are getting flats aren't, you know, in a in a Panamera, they're not really changing their tires anyway, so...
0: What I think is that everything that Porsche has done to the Cayenne Turbo GT, and they'll probably do to the Panamera Turbo GT, if that's what this ends up being, totally pointless for what that car is meant to do, Um However, if you're in a performance industry, it's like what you, you wouldn't buy that as your first car. You probably wouldn't buy that as your first Porsche. But let, let me just back it you up, know.
1: back it up. Just center lock wheels in general across the line. Hey, why? Well, because it's, why? it
0: looks motorsports, right? <laughs> that's why Porsche does oh, it. Why so? else you would think, they do it? You
1: think, you think that's the reason why they do that for street cars? For
0: I
3: think little? so. Why, why do that otherwise? I, I, I'm starting to argue that lighter weight. But uh, it, to it, go it, from center lock to from five lug to center lock, you it's, think it's, it's lighter? negligible? Lighter. But um, I, my, my, that's my first. Uh, but I, I agree. I for the street, uh, I'm I'm all about. Like with Steve five got his GTS, he, he specified uh, five lug. It's so you can
0: uh, go and, and say, hey, you know, see that race car there? It has how it has center lock wheels. Where my GT3 RS has those, and now my Panamera Turbo GT has those.
3: When it first came out, we Must were be all a race like, car. That's really cool. They're, they're incorporating yeah. cup card stuff yeah. onto the. Uh, they're nine eleven, but then as we start to live with them, we realize, uh, wait a minute. All <laughs> right, so so
1: for our listeners, in case you have a better explanation of why center lock wheels for a street car, please educate me. Uh, it's just this is one where I struggle with. That's like just give me you know five lugs and I can work on my car. And okay, a lot of people don't work on the cars. I get it. But even if you got a
3: flat on ninety five, who's going to be able to help? I still you? miss the studs instead of the bolts. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I think somebody who buys a Turbo
0: it. GT. Or no, no. I'll just go back. Just go back
1: yeah. to a regular 911 with center lock wheels. Yeah. Not even yeah. a Turbo GT.
0: But a regular 911 won't get center lock wheels. Yeah, but a
3: GTS, sure. A
1: GTS,
0: yeah, GTS does, is yeah. almost a GT3 But it's territory. not. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not. Yes. I'm
3: almost Brad Pitt. <laughs> but you're but not. not.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> Well, GTS. Once again, hey, I want my car to look like the GT3.
3: I think it's a matter of looks, which is kind of disappointing to me because I like Porsche because they usually don't do that kind of game. Just uh, what looks good, they do have usually have a purpose.
0: Well, so Porsche can argue that oh, it's lighter, you know, and it's one lug instead of five, right? You know, but in real world, it's it just doesn't work for a I Have to ask Michael Candice.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, opinion is yeah. Just taking them on and off, you have to have a special
3: tool. Yeah, you can't just have a regular lug wrench to take them off. Like ceramic brakes, total sense. I understand that completely. Yeah, you know, but uh, center lock, uh. not so much. All right.
1: So again, if you guys have a better explanation for us, chime in there. Um, The next one we just got hot off the the, out of the press room, and uh, I had. I had some information on this when I... PCA.org
0: has an article on that as well. Is actually. it up there now? Yeah, okay. it is. It was up there yesterday. All
1: right. The Experience Center in Atlanta is getting bigger, bolder,
0: and it's going to be even larger of a playground for Porsche enthusiasts. Yes, it is. And it has the uh, the Nürburgring carousel as a turn, or it sort of mimics that. Uh, it has a Laguna Seca corkscrew style turn, which is a pretty good impression of that. And then they said Daytona. There's a turn inspired by da- the Daytona International Speedway up there. Other than a very small bus stop, what do you see that's Daytona? Huh? And What is
3: Dragon Tail? Which one's a carousel? It's it number six.
0: Yeah, carousel's number six. Uh, corkscrew's number three, and then there's something they call Dragon Tail. Is number one, but there's no turn or set of turns called Dragon Tail at Daytona.
3: So I'm very leery when I hear uh, there's, uh, you know, the best corners or most iconic corners because we have a track nearby called the Jefferson Circuit, part of the Summit Point Complex, and that's what... Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Shenandoah, Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Shenandoah, Shenandoah yep. uh, excuse me, was, uh, was inspired. When we heard it, it was like, wow, this is going to be awesome. They're going to have a carousel. They're going to have a corkscrew and... Wow, it did not uh, work out. It's not one of (laughs) my favorite tracks. It it is the least favorite track. Uh, So there's more than just the corner. It's uh, what leads to it. It's the size of it. Um, Because the carousel, at least the uh, one at uh, the uh, Shenandoah Circuit, is not the same size as the carousel at the Neuburg Ring. And I'm betting that this may be the same way. Uh, I haven't looked into it. Yeah, just, it's
0: similar. It doesn't look like it goes more than 180 degrees in the Nurburgring. Well, it's one the size
3: is, because the uh, yeah. is 180, yeah. but it's um, the, it's much smaller. And they advertised mm. that, that was a smaller version. Mm. Um, but hey, it became a bigger track and uh, more stuff for to, to do yep. at uh, at the Experience Center. And like I've told people at the uh, member, or new member, or not new member, but member breakfast I went to, there was new members there. And they were going to pick up a car, and I said, "You know, think about doing delivery at uh, PEC Atlanta because you get to ride on the track in their car, and uh, you know, it's part of the whole experience of, um, of buying a car."
1: So I know the the track is getting most of the limelight in this announcement, but what you, if you look in the uh, the map there, what you don't see is a huge Porsche Classic Center. That's number eight, yeah. Robert, and that's going to be a big
0: deal. It's um. There's also that service center is number seven. So if you want to get your your Porsche serviced in Georgia, you don't have to go to a dealer or an independent. You can yep. go to the PEC. Exactly, exactly.
3: And right across from there, mm-hmm. it's the first Chick Fil A. The original Chick Fil A called yeah. the Dwarf House. Dwarf House, which is- and they
1: actually had to recently uh, remodel because they were getting so much traffic. The, the, um, people, the lo- people going in
3: for the little door. <laughs> yeah, <right.
1: laughs> yeah. People were complaining of the, the, the traffic it was causing onto the main street. So they had to kind of expand towards the back and bring more people onto the property so that they could free up the, uh, the traffic. But, uh, Chick fil A yeah. effect. That whole, that whole area is just booming. And, mm-hmm. and for those of you that fly into Atlanta, more often than not, when you go to land, you're going to look to your right. Um, and, and see PEC. And it's pretty cool to see all these portions. It almost looks like a, a little, uh, a toy as, as you're, as you're landing in Atlanta and you see all these cars running around. And on the track. It's, it's
3: on the airport property, PEC. Uh, that's why you need to have an appointment or a reservation. You just can't drive onto the property and go look around. And, and if you, uh, do what, if you do get inside the building, uh, you're not going to hear the planes going by. Mm-mm. And the first time we went there, I noticed that as we were talking in one of the rooms that a plane was uh, within, uh, looked like 100 yards of us landing, and you didn't hear anything. And I thought, boy, this is really thick glass, and we can hear it. And the guy said, actually, they pipe in white noise. The glass is the same thickness. The white noise drowns out the uh, the sound of the plane. And sure enough, when you opened the door, you heard the plane loud and clear. Yeah, the white noise was really impressive. And a little factoid for you all that uh are-
1: into movies and such. So Hollywood obviously is well known for the movie scene, but Atlanta also is probably the second um, area in the United States where lots of movies and, and, and such are filmed. And for those of you that don't know the, the Avengers movie, right. Was at PEC Atlanta. Avengers
3: two, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
1: then they, um, the, you know, other movies have, it's a beautiful building and other movies have used uh, the PEC Atlanta for or a
0: backdrop as well yeah i don't watch the marvel movies too often i've seen a few but i think it's the headquarters for the avengers uh-huh. right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you yeah. can still i think you can still see all the little pockmarks on the ground i believe from several years ago when when they were filming and damaged the floor a little bit oh really so that that was uh, if you see those in the downstairs heritage area um on the smooth i believe concrete little pockmarks and scratches that's that's from huh. a marvel movie that's funny yeah all right, so what uh, videos have we had lately? So we had a one mile review where you drove a 2021 Macan S. Oh, McCown-ass. yes,
1: we drove Mister yeah. Paul Gentili's uh, 2021 Macan S. And and here's where I love you all in terms of you watch and look at every detail of the video, and I misspoke. Um, and I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna throw Mr. Gentili under the bus because he told me it was the the six cylinder twin turbo, but it was not actually a yeah. twin turbo. It's a twin screw single turbo.
0: Yeah, single turbo three liter. It's the uh, last year of that three liter single turbo V6. Yeah,
1: but uh, regardless, the horsepower, the drive. You got of the that horsepower car. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. You got but the it's, important It's part. a beautiful car. Yeah. It's a wonderful car, and it's it's one of those where you know, and I, I think I was pretty happy to see a lot of people, you know, watched it and said the review was pretty spot on. But then there were all, there were a good number of people that said, you know, I I I didn't exactly understand why these cars are so popular. I might have to look into one because this does seem to still have the spirit of a sports car, but in a much more you know uh, daily driver, um, you know, reasonable car to, to just kind of flog
3: every day. And it's, it's a good uh, two person car. Yeah, if you're planning on carrying passengers, I would uh, uh, encourage Occasional you to passengers. sit in the back seat. Yeah, and uh, whatever the front seat's going to be at, you go sit in the back seat and see if that's going to cut mustard or not. Yeah, um, I think the Cayenne, if you're planning to carry passengers uh, on a regular basis at least, and that's uh, something you may want to look at. But yeah, this definitely. is their best-selling car, is the Macan.
1: It is. It is, and um, and I've also driven the base model Macan, and I tell you what. Don't discount the base model. You know some folks you know never ever consider a base model, but the power in the base model and like 150 pounds or so lighter mm-hmm. on the front end makes it a fun little nimble ride.
0: Probably and, handles a little better. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then of course there's there's uh, aftermarket solutions out there. To kind of tweak the the base
0: model, and you can get some serious that's a, horsepower. That's the gains. same engine that you find in a bunch of Audis and the VW GTI and GLI. And all so, those folks
1: modify those yeah. to the moon. If right? you want to
0: tune it, you got plenty of options.
1: But that was a that was a that was a that was a fun one
0: mile uh, one mile review. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as far as other videos, we have a couple. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to publish next, and it'll either be a Nathan Mers. Uh, We have a an hour and a half video all about the 996 Turbo. So if you want to know about the 996 Turbo and every
3: single little detail, and you can count, we can have a drinking game. How many (laughs) times Nathan? I already got the name for Nathan's uh, book: Foibles. Foyables? Foyables. Foyables. Foibles. Foibles. Favorite word to really? use. Really? <laughs> I even looked it up to make sure it really was a word. Yeah. So we got Doug DeMuro, quirks and features. And yeah. Nathan is Fo- foibles. He loves saying foibles. <laughs> Should we make shot glasses that say foibles on them? Foibles. <laughs> or at Why least not? a shirt that has this picture <laughs> on it with foibles.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so it'll either be that. And then we also have a shop tour of, um, Allen Engineering, um, as we were there recently. Um, if you've been paying attention to our YouTube channel, we, recently had a video about the Sport-O-Matic semi-automatic transmission, Mm. Um, and we filmed a shop tour at LN while we were there, so um, look forward to either of those videos coming up next.
1: Yeah, and I'll take this opportunity to congratulate Damon. Last year, we've really pushed to put a lot of videos out, and I know we've said it a million times about how each and every one of you can help us get to 100 subscribers on YouTube but you know he's also responsible for other areas of digital media and uh, we we just surpassed about sixty five thousand on YouTube which is a great feat but you know year over year the number of videos we've done um, maybe you should share with them you know what kind of reach on the digital side, just in 2022, how many?
0: So when, when you're thinking about all of our platforms, and this is a rough number, but we reached probably about 33 million people. 30, as far as 30, page views on our website, our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram. So we're, we're 30, reaching a lot of does folks. tell 30, you what 30, other 30 countries million.
3: we're popular in? Uh,
0: you know, uh, some analytics do, but I haven't delved too deeply into that, but it's, it's US and Canada. And then you have us sprinkling of you know what random, but though i so content. i
1: i watch just on the on the podcast side I, I look at our chartable rankings dude we're all over the world we're japan we're australia we're um Thailand. I mean, do you think you'd be recognized
3: if you went over there?
1: No, absolutely <laughs> not, because I don't think there's that many.
0: But it is cool that there's people all over the world listening into us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and as far as the YouTube, I'll, I'll I'll give you you all this one statistic, and and hopefully that'll help you want to subscribe. So we know a lot of you guys are watching, guys and gals. In 2019, we had 95,000 hours of watch time, um, and this year we had 395,000 hours of watch time we're in 2022 Mm -hmm. um so we know you're watching you're just not subscribing we would really appreciate that it it makes a difference
1: for us and it's going to be able you know for us to go to our executive council and show you know show show the the progress that we're making and and then hopefully you know they'll allow us to invest more into digital media and bring you guys even more content and more special guests more cool cars so on and so forth exactly all right so let's uh if you have anything else, or let's go into events.
0: Uh, let's go into events. Events. All yeah. right.
1: So, uh, Tech Tactics Live, February first, will be Nathan's market update. Uh, that one's probably going to be a super popular one. I will look back at the um, the confessions of a Porsche salesman. That that
3: video, Manny. I mean, or closing in on thirty thousand views. Closing in on thirty
1: thousand so, views. That's pretty, is a, pretty Probably awesome. our
3: fastest growing uh, Tech Tactics Live episode. Yep. Um,
1: let's see. Phase one, uh, registration for the 2023
3: Porsche Parade. Uh, before you go to that, yep. uh, I know um, we had some comments where people say they love this, uh, I guess, behind the scenes. Or, uh, you know, they like the idea of having a salesperson, former salesperson who had no dog in a hunt, mm-hmm. uh, giving some uh, advice. The next thing I would love to address or get uh, is uh insurance. Oh, okay. Uh, car insurance, but collector and just regular car insurance—of what to get, what not to get. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking for a uh, someone that uh, we can bring on that doesn't That's isn't a neutral. salesperson, isn't That's selling neutral. anymore. Yeah. It's retired, and it can tell us, uh, um, you know, what what they know about the insurance industry as far as uh, well. And as you guys that
1: have been regular listeners know, I've been going through this insurance issue with my daughter's car being hit. I've learned a lot and then I think I, you know, I'm pretty well versed in insurance and, but going through the claim just yesterday, I'm still chasing down like 500 bucks from USAA because of, uh, the deductible that I had to pay. But obviously when it's not your fault, you know, the person that hits you. So yeah, stuff like that. I think there's
3: a lot yeah. more learned. I mean, my experience with the collector car was so much better than with my regular, uh, yeah. home and auto, uh, where the collector car they specified all OEM parts. Yeah. You know, everything top notch. They wanted the car repaired exactly the way it was before it wrecked. When I when I go with the uh provider that uh, does my home and auto, it's the opposite. Now yeah. what I would love to know is um is it worth the uh, can you get that type of service or that type of coverage so you're not like you say battling the insurance because oh. it always seems like it's a complete battle. It is. And and it, it's a terrible way to do business in my opinion.
1: Yep. Yeah. So back to Porsche Parade, uh, Phase 1 registration opens February 1st. And that one, um, we're, we're going to actually, when they, let's see, when they get this podcast, uh, we will have done Tech Tactics Live on upcoming events yes. in 2023. So uh, you, you should see on YouTube so, some Pro tips, as Manny likes to call it, of how to get into events. But for phase one, it's not one that you have to. I wouldn't say it wouldn't dilly dally, but it's not as critical as what we saw with Treffen.
3: So, so Treffen uh, was interesting because it, 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 the people who've done it before, or who maybe listened to us, knew what they wanted as soon as they logged on, mm-hmm. and you could tell how quickly they uh, went to the payment uh, uh, windows. Uh, there was people, unfortunately, who I think they saw the website for the first time when it opened because Robert said they were still looking at the website when we sold out, Yeah, which I'm sure they were shocked to think, well, I got on right at uh, 3.05. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And then uh, when I went to check out, it said it was sold out. Yeah. And so even with Parade, um, uh, you want to make sure that you know which room you prefer and what backups you have. Uh, yeah, the big one's phase two. Phase yeah. two is where you choose your tours, your meals. And I know people complain, why is it so, uh, long? Why do I have to answer so many questions? Well, it's so long because it's a week long. And and it takes, we have to ask questions on every event, whether or not you're, want to do this or you don't want to do this. So there's no, uh, mistake when you actually show up to registration. Exactly.
1: Next, we have the, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about the 24 hours at Daytona. So hopefully we will see some of you there. That's January 28th and 29th. Registration for Works Reunion has already opened, and the corral is cl- uh, the corral is still open, but uh,
0: you want to register soon because it's about gonna- two thirds sold out. Yeah, and as we get closer,
3: it, well, it sells out every year. So
0: and ebreak uh, we're filming on a or recording on a Tuesday, so ebreak will go out tonight um and you'll be hearing this on Monday so there'll be very very few spots left. Yep.
1: And Tech Tactics East, will be back at Easton. Uh that uh, registration will be opening January 18th and the event itself is February
3: 18th and 19th. And our next Tech, tech next Tech Tactics live uh if you're listening to this will be as he said uh, Nathan with the market update, but the one after that will be on a Saturday and we'll be doing it from the Easton uh, uh, Porsche facility. Um, we're not sure yet what the topic is. I would love to have one of the Porsche people at Porsche prove It. If not, um, I just got word that uh, Lake Speed and Charles Navarro are going to do a presentation together about oil analysis. Oh, sweet. Uh, which Damon had done to his uh, Cayman. Yeah, uh, oil my, analysis, my engine is
0: better than what it was 15,000 miles ago. How to, re- yeah? how to read nice. them, how to
3: understand them how to maintain your engine so it lasts a long time so it should be the two of them are just uh, encyclopedias of knowledge so i think that'll be a very popular um presentation so that's also a possibility if it's not tech tactics live it certainly will be recorded and we'll show it uh release it uh, gradually over the next couple of months okay
1: all right folks well thanks for listening if you aren't currently a pca member You own a Porsche, just grab that VIN and head over to PCA.org and we'll set you up. And if you don't own a Porsche yet, check out the test drive program. That's just for you and we'll help you find that first Porsche. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. And always, we love to hear from you. If it's not through... The comments, uh, feel free to reach out to us via podcast at pca.org. And until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.